Hello and welcome to Speed Learning English, your podcast for more professional and smarter English. I hope you're all having fun with this podcast. Hi, Richard. How are you? Have you are you having fun? Hello, Sven. Yes, I'm having fun. It's, it's always a pleasure to record these uh, podcasts with you. The pleasure is mine. And one day we have to make a podcast episode on these ing words. Um, so when do I ask, do you have fun? Are you having fun, etc.? So let's keep in mind to make a podcast episode on that topic one day also. Okay. Mm, I came across... A very, very funny book. Adam Fletcher, How to be German in 50 Easy Steps. This book is bilingual. So if you have the book in your hand and you flip it, you get the German version. So um, you can read it either in English or in German. Adam Fletcher. And Adam Fletcher came to Germany, met his wife i mean he didn't meet her it it was not his wife when they met first but they decided yeah. to get married so he decided to stay in germany and he tried to become as german as possible yes and i came across a lot of funny attitudes germans seem to have so for example put on your house shoes do you have house shoes Hey, yes, I have house shoes. Um. <laughs> you have house shoes. <laughs> you are so German. <laughs> Why do you have house shoes? Um, I mean, okay, you have them, but do you also wear them? Yes, of course. Uh, whenever I enter the um, the house, oh, um, I have to put on my uh, house shoes. Um, and that's how I was raised. And um, I believe it's... Um, I have to break the illusion a bit, but that's not um, only bound to, to Germany or Germans. Um, it's um, in several countries, um, and several cultures. Um, obviously, you have these cultures where they take off their shoes and then they walk um, barefooted in the house or in the flat. But um, um, obviously, we cannot do this um, all over the year because of our cold, cold winter, as we have experienced this year. But um, it's not really... Um, uh, um, only bound to Germany, but I, I understand this stereotype. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. Do you have indoor and outdoor house shoes? Then I so think if, you, if, if you have to go to the bin or <laughs> yes. to the garbage bin, for example, do you have outdoor house shoes? Um, well, I don't want to, uh, to sound picky because I have them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking about the concept as you've uh, as you alluded to it, and the easiest way actually would be to just wear normal shoes when you're going outside, and then when you're inside to wear your um, house shoes. But yes, I have uh, two house shoes separately um, for one one um, that I use. For example, I can tell you one situation um, during COVID. Um, the the the, um, the postman, so in Germany, DHL. Um, um, they have this regulation or new rule that they will uh, won't come up to your um, to your flat. Mm. So they will just drop your parcel um, at the gate, and then so you have to then go down the steps. And for that, I always use my outdoor um, house shoes. So um, yes, I have them. But as you have 
have introduced this concept to me, uh, the most most sensible way uh, would just put on your um your normal auto shoes. Yeah, which there is takes, no need for it, but it's really German. That's true. Which which takes a lot longer to put on your regular shoes. So maybe that's the reason for outdoor house shoes. Well, mm -hmm. you you said it's impossible to go barefoot here uh, during the whole year. In fact, I walk barefoot from January to December. And when I go outside and there's snow, I walk barefoot. If I have to put the, the garbage bin to the street and it's snow all over, I go barefoot because it's easier for me to clean my feet instead of my, my house shoes. So I have a question, Sven. Um, what, well, yes, <laughs> that's true. When was the last time you took out um, the garbage to the dustbin? Um, yesterday. Yesterday. So yes. it's, the weather's quite cold lately. Yes. Did you walk out barefoot? Yes, sure. Sure, sure. I, I go running barefoot. When I, when I do some, some running for half an hour, I run barefoot. My, my feet there, are very... Is there another reason behind that? Or is this just... Well, it's good for my, um, for my spine uh -huh. um, because I avoid, the, I avoid to walk with the... Um, now we come to anatomy, anatomic vocabulary. Um, so normally when you, when you wear feet... No, when you... When you wear feet... <laughs> I wear feet. Yes. <laughs> okay. Normally, I have my feet with me normally, and if if I walk and and start walking with a is a tile defense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I, I um, touch the ground with a tile first. This is not very good for your for your uh, spinal. Oh, yeah, your Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you when you when you um your heel makes contact first, yeah, that's that's, that's right, yeah. So and this uh, is what is avoided if you walk barefoot, because you oh. can't trust the shoe. And if you run and your heel touches the ground first, all the time, this is quite. Um, It's bad for your knees because the whole pressure will get to your kneecaps. Yeah, and it goes up to the hips and to to mm -hmm. the back and. It's just, yeah, I, I feel more comfortable walking barefoot. And yeah, I, had, I, I had the same problem and I talked to my, um, I have a friend that studies, studied sport um, or sports, I think, sports science, I think. It's, um, and um, he's now a physiotherapist and um, he told me that you have to look out for that. Don't make first, uh, don't let your heel be the first contact to the floor and always, um, Uh, try to avoid it. That's yeah, that's a good point. Yes, and I came across this a couple of years ago when I read the book Born to Run, mm -hmm. which is about a Mexican um, tribal um, population, mm -hmm. and they uh, they solve all problems by running away. <laughs> so they can <laughs> they can run fifty or hundred kilometers. In, in one round, uh, barefoot. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I simply feel more comfortable being barefoot. I also wear barefoot shoes wherever I can. And I don't have any problems walking barefoot in the snow. But, dear listener, don't start walking barefoot in snow or in hot weather 
if you have not practiced walking barefoot in normal weather conditions because this can damage your feet um, tremendously. So it it is a five or seven year training that I have with my feet. Yeah, so my feet are quite um, are quite experienced and used to that. That's right. Yeah, they are quite tough. Okay, so even, even if we walk at the beach and it's a stony beach, I can walk there barefoot and my wife, she's crying and shouting and screaming and uh, it's very painful for her, but I don't feel anything. Uh, I think I could even, I could even um, extinguish a cigarette with my feet without feeling anything because I've got this special... Um, skin part that develops if you um, walk a lot barefoot yeah so that's very that's very anatomic vocabulary in this episode mm -hmm. um okay so now we just came to to this uh, to the first part that makes people sound german we have a few more minutes let's talk about apfelschorle apfelsaftschorle mm-hmm This is typical German. This is German. This is this is typically German. Yes. This is typically German. And believe me or not, if I'm when I'm looking for freelancer to to work for the Speed Learning Academy, and they always say, "Well, I speak German," and then I contact them, and sometimes I get answers, and I have the impression that. Google helped them to speak German. <laughs> so so I always ask them, well, tell me what is Apfelsaftschorle? And if they can explain what Apfelsaftschorle is in German, I know exactly that German is good enough to communicate in German because then it's normal Germans living abroad somewhere in, let's say, India or mm -hmm. Greece or wherever. Yeah. That's a good test. Yeah, that's right. So, um, Apfelsaftschorle, if, if, um, if somebody comes to Germany and wants to drink Apfelsaftschorle, this is sparkling water with apple juice. Now, now you have given your test away. But <laughs> I have given you what? You have given the test away. Oh, yes. One of your right. aspirants but, is... But, Listening. I explained it. I explained it in in English, so they have to translate it into German. Oh, okay. And the abbrevi abbreviation that is commonly used by by people is a saft schorle, which is a juice schorle. How would you translate schorle? There's no there's no English translation for schorle, is it? No, that, there's no English. But the, normally, when you um, um, use um uh, think of german phrases there is uh, uh english uh, english um yeah maybe um let me, yeah, let no, me there's no there's no translation for that let, no let's ask translation. let's ask google hey google what is schorle in english spritzer did you hear that <laughs> spritzer yeah spritzer. This is, that's funny spritzer so you have to say spritzer. I mean, nobody will understand it. I'd yes. like to have an a juice spritzer. That's funny. We have to we have to um, make sure that this 
Spritzer will come into the Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> <laughs> Spritzer. Okay. Yes. Um, I mean, this this is great because it um, correlates with um, COVID-19 vaccinating. Yeah. We love Spritzer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We make a Spritz tour to the um, vaccination center. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Now, um, let's continue with these how to be German things next uh, week in the next episode. Um, just to have some ideas for you. The first one is watch Tatort. Um, then recycle, which is not, I mean, uh, meanwhile, it's not typical typical German, Fenster auf Kipp, so <laughs> Kipp. Oh, these, these two points, I have, to, I have to interrupt you there, are very German. These yeah. two points are very German. To recycle, and um, it's not just, just to recycle, but the way we um, recycle our, our bins or how we structure and organize our bins, it's very German. Very okay. German. Yes, and uh, window on Kipp also. And it's also German. As we have um, seen in the, in, the, in, the, in the context of COVID, where other, other European countries uh, were copying the concept of um, Fenster Kip, which is, uh, which is absolutely not understandable if you're, if you're a German, that other people wouldn't do that just on the normal basis. But uh, yeah. And yeah, so we, we are exporting. We're exporting new habits to other countries. We should <laughs> charge them for kipping their windows. So, like, like Greece could charge people for using democracy or something. Yeah. And the, the final thing is, and this is probably the weirdest habit Germans have, watch Dinner for One on New Year's Eve. I mean, it's, it's an English sketch, an English uh, theater play. And... It's in English, and in Germany, people watch it every New Year's Eve. So let's talk about these phenomenons, <laughs> about these <laughs> attitudes, about these habits next week. And until then, Richard, have a great time. Thank you, Sven. It's always a pleasure to um, record this podcast with you. I just want to go through some apparently typical German phenomena, phenomenon <clears throat> um, ideas, <laughs> things. How do you pronounce phenomena? Phenomenum. Um, I, my brain is telling me to, to use phenomenal, uh, but then you have a problem at the end of the sentence because you need another word there. Um... So now uh, you have uh, this cut <laughs> yet uh, phenomena uh, phenomenal uh, this is an AL aber phenomena also ich habe jetzt tatsächlich noch nie im englischen phänomene den plural von phänomen ja ja weil es ist es ist wenn man ja ein phänomen beschreibt dann ist es ja so einzigartig dass es eine sache ist das stimmt eigentlich Und packen wir es einfach zu den phänomenen was ist denn das Plural von Phänomen? Achso, ja, Phänomena. Phänomena. Ja, Phänomene. Aber das ist so wie mit Information und Informationen, ja. glaube ich, oder? 
Also das ist jetzt, ähm, wahrscheinlich gibt es einen Ausdruck, aber äh, ich benutze den nicht. Äh, es ist einfach ein, ein Phänomen. Ja. Diese, also, dieses Phänomen. Wenn es ein Phänomen ist, ist es halt einzigartig. Ja, ein phänomenales Phänomen, diese Grammatik. Na gut. Okay. Dann. Ah, und im Englischen doppelt man das nicht. Phänomenal, Phänomenum gibt es nicht. Okay. Dann lassen wir es weg. Machen. Weil das wäre dann wieder ähm, 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 Double Down, würde man im Englisch sagen. Man ja. versucht es nochmal zu sagen, obwohl es ja schon einzigartig ist. Ja, ja, genau. Gut, dann gehe ich in den, nehme ich einfach ein anderes Wort. Mhm. 